Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daft Differently. This is Jeremy Komanowski speaking with you, learning today tractate Yoma, page 75, or Ayin Hay. This is an unusual page because, uh, though we often have pages in, the, in this Masechet in particular that have a lot of Agadah, or lore, as opposed to law, today is 100% lore. There's no law at all. It's not mixed in with the rules of the Temple Sacrifices. It's just about the lore, particularly related to the biblical theme of manna. If you remember from yesterday, there was the unusual claim that because it says in Deuteronomy that God afflicted the people in the desert with manna, that the paradigm affliction of Yom Kippur is just as manna was related to eating, so too the primary affliction of Yom Kippur has to do with the uh, refraining from eating. And therefore manna though it's described in the Bible as apparently a terrific thing, uh, becomes somehow related to the idea of affliction on Yom HaKippurim. And so our page today is entirely about the different kinds of drashot about what the people ate in the desert. And there's a long disquisition, for example, about different kinds of quail, and some of them are so uh, oily or so greasy or so, maybe you want to say so rich in fat, that, uh, that they can... You know, they can only be eaten after they've been uh, siphoned off with 12 different pieces of bread and that sort of thing. But now at the very, very end of, of our page, there's a great debate between two of the major figures of rabbinic literature, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael. And in the hands of modern scholars, uh, Akiva and Yishmael represent two distinct approaches to Torah learning. Rabbi Akiva represents a kind of mystical or mythic approach to what the Torah says, that the Torah is a kind of uh, beyond natural intelligence, and the things that it says refer to another world primarily, and to this world only incidentally. Well, Rabbi Yishmael, his, his contemporary and counterpart, tends to interpret in a much more rationalistic vein. And as I mentioned, in the hands of modern scholars, particularly a, a, a late 19th, early 20th century scholar called Marmerstein, or the famous rabbi uh, Avraham Yoshua Heschel, for whom a school is named where my children attend, and Abraham Joshua Heschel uh, set these two figures up as different approaches that, that not only were true in ancient Jewish times, but worked their way through the Middle Ages. And for Heschel, the, the Zohar, the medieval mystical masterpiece, is kind of the uh, example of Rabbi Akiva's style of exegesis and style of interpretation going forward, while Maimonides and his rationalistic approach, both Maimonides and Rabbi Yishmael, take the take the view of Torah dibra kilashon adam. The Torah speaks in human language and describes human phenomena, and it's not a map to the other world. Anyway, on our page we have a dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael precisely about the different theories of Midrash with respect to manna. And near the bottom of the bedside of our page, we have Tanu Rabbanan, 
Uh, the rabbis taught lechem abirim achal ish. Uh, Psalm 78 is an account also of the Jewish people's journey through the desert, in which it says that they ate digan shamayim, they ate the grain of heaven, and then it says lechem abirim, the bread of the mighty, achal ish, a person ate. Now, what's the meaning of that verse from Psalm 78? Lechem shamalachehasharit, Rabbi Akiva says that the manna that the people ate was the angelic food. That's what angels ate. And if you look, by the way, on Nachmanides, uh, Ramban's Torah commentary on Parshat Bishalach, as I record this, we're heading towards Parshat Bishalach. Um, if you look at his commentary, he says that there is a kind of up in heaven there, there's a kind of uh, uh, materialization of supernal light. And that's what angels eat. And according to Rabbi Akiva, and as Nachmanides interprets it in his Torah commentary, that's when it says in the Torah that the people ate manna, that they ate this mysterious food, they ate this angelic ambrosia kind of food, not like people eat, but it's a, it's a unique kind of food that is specific to an intense sort of divine providence. And the Gemaraka now continues, and when they reported Rabbi Akiva's views before Rabbi Yishmael, Amar Lahem, he responded, Yishmael responded, Go tell Akiva that you are way wrong. Do angels eat anything at all? They eat food? But it's written when, that when Moses ascended to heaven, Lechem lo achalti, umayim lo shatiti. I ate no bread and I drank no water. So the, the thought that you would make a midrash out of what angels eat it is a kind of gross, it, this is a, a second century person, so they wouldn't use these sort of theoretical languages, but what, what he means is that's a crude anthropomorphism about supernal beings. You can't talk about them as, as eating anything. Elamani mekayem abirim. What, what do I understand, Yishmael says, about the bread of the mighty? It's not angels. It's lechem shenivla v'mataim v'arbaim u'shmone evarim. The bread of, not abirim, the mighty bread of evarim. And Rabbi Yishmael offers his own, I, I would consider it, perhaps you would consider it, its own kind of fanciful interpretation, that they, that they ate bread and it was absorbed into all 248 limbs, the mythic number of limbs of the body, and they didn't excrete anything. So it was fully absorbed with no waste product. Now, again, you or I might think that that's no less fanciful or no less mythic than Rabbi Akiva's view, but to Yishmael, that's a description of uh, human, human eating and human physical processes, human physiological processes, and I don't have to resort to some story about what they eat up in heaven. So this dispute about, between a relatively mythic and a relatively rationalist uh, view of, of interpreting the Torah calls to mind to me uh, an interpretation that Maimonides, uh, Moshe ben Maimon, gave in his, in his commentary to uh, the 10th chapter of Tractate Sanhedrin in the Mishnah. This happens to be the source of his famous 13 principles of Jewish theology. In which he says, you know, people people have three different approaches. There are three different kinds of people 
to who speak about Jewish lore, not Jewish law, but Jewish lore. There are the simple pietists who believe that everything is literal and the sages were right. And Maimonides says they're they're crude ignoramuses. Um, Agadah is not is not a statement of fact. And if you take everything that the rabbis say as fact, you may be pious and believing it and say, well, if the rabbi said it, it must be true. But it kind of makes you a fool. And then there is, and he said this back in the 12th century, but it applies equally well to our century, then there are the people who believe that everything the rabbis said, they meant literally, just like the first class, except whereas the first class piously accepted the ridiculous statements, this class impiously rejects them as, as you know, absurd statements. The rabbi said such crazy things, that they ate angels' food, that's, come on, that's nonsense. But the third class, Maimonides says, which is, a, 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 is, in his words, a class so small that it can hardly be called a group, is those who understand the poetic dimension within of the rabbi's words. And this part, I think that uh, Rabbi Akiva really has something going. His interpretation of the Torah is that the time in the desert was a unique and rare time of divine and human communion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you go read through the book of of, of Exodus and Numbers, you'll find all kinds of complaining and whining about the food. You know they were Jewish because they complained about the food. But there's a kind of unique divine communion, and, and God is speaking with the people and living among the people, and there's the tabernacle. And to suggest that the people ate in a kind of angelic way, I actually think is a fine poetic figure, a fine metaphor for what the Torah is in fact describing. Whether there are divine beings or not, I'm going to have to be agnostic. But as, a fi as an interpretation of the unique divine and human communion of the desert in which the people are, according to the, a different rabbinic midrash, Dor Dea, the generation of expanded consciousness, I think Rabbi Akiva's got something going. Thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.